This is the Mix Zone by Infront Lab. We chat with sports and innovation leaders from around the globe, talking about everything from the newest technologies to major trends affecting our industry. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're Infront Lab, the digital and tech branch of Infront Sports and Media. At the lab, we put fans first and use technology to improve experiences by helping rights owners meet their fans at all touch points along their individual journeys. We work with all sports-related industries, from data to content and everything in between. Welcome to the Mix Zone by Infant Lab. I'm Rav Severe, head of B2B marketing at the lab and host of this podcast, where we chat with key people from the sports and technology world. Improving physical fitness and more importantly, improving health have become increasingly important on both a personal and corporate level, with some companies taking steps to help their employees become more active in one way or another. This became even more prominent due to COVID-19, when lockdowns forced gyms to shut and many around the world didn't move much further than from the couch to the kitchen. Cities and urban communities have also taken steps to improve open-air options for exercise with outdoor facilities, biking paths, and so forth. Joining us is Chris Cable, CEO of District Technologies, which uses technology and virtual experiences to motivate people, drive physical activity, and improve lives in more ways than one. Chris, welcome to the Mix Zone. Hi, Marav. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure having you on. And Chris, before we get into District and what it is that you do, a little bit about your various apps and offerings, tell us a bit about yourself and how you became involved in this world of virtual experiences when it comes to physical activity. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so I'm I'm from the UK originally, um, now based out in, in Geneva in Switzerland, um, but just uh, relocated here after spending 10 years over in, in Asia. Um, my background's really um, the sports and events industry. Um, my career started in, in the golfing world, in fact, delivering um, high-profile golfing events um, before I moved into the into the mass participation space. Um, and I, I joined a, um, a mass participation startup uh, probably about about ten years ago now, and we we ran a, a string of um, event series across across Asia. Um, before before we founded uh, District in sort of late late 2017, um, and yeah, that was really where sort of my my journey began into this industry from the from the event side of things rather from the from the technology um, side of things. But uh, but yeah, we saw a really great opportunity, which I which I'll get into in a, in a second. So a lot of change. First of all, 10 years ago, going from golf to mass participation, that must have been a big one. Yeah. And then recently coming back from Asia to Europe. How do you go about going through all these changes? How has it affected you? Yeah, no, it's been, it's been, um, yeah, I, mean, I guess from a personal level, it's been interesting with the, with that, with that change. Um, obviously the, the, the team are, um, are out in, in Asia and Australia. So we've got, we've got, we're pretty widely widely spread from a, a time zone and a work perspective, um, but we have clients all over the all over the globe. We have clients in Australia and um, in Asia and, and in Europe. So from that perspective, it, it works it works well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think with the way the 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 world is um, working remotely and having people in um, in various time zones is is pretty pretty common these days. Obviously, with all the tools that we have to be able to do that and facilitate that. 
And obviously a benefit when you mentioned having clients all over the world and you mentioned your team. So before we get into the technology and what it is that you do, tell us about your team. How many people are you? You said that you're global, obviously starting out in Asia, you're in Europe now. What is the culture like over at District? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're a small, we're a small team. We're, we're under, um, we're just around 10 people, um, and primarily. Very small. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, we're headquartered over in, in Singapore, but we have a, the team over in, in in Brisbane and and Europe as well. Um, yeah, the culture like culture is a is a really interesting one. Um, obviously, it's a, driving a, a culture with everyone working remotely and in different time zones is a is a challenge. But you know, very fortunate. and coming from different cultures and coming from different cultures, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but very fortunate to have a really great team. Very um, very self motivated team who will believe in the um in in the product and the platform and and ultimately driving driving value to our, our clients um so yeah very fortunate from that perspective um but uh but yeah no it's a constant challenge to um to to drive that to drive that culture and um and ensure everyone's um motivated and and, and on the same page there so let's get into district and what it is that you do. I don't know if we want to go all the way back with the idea or where the idea for district came from and how it is that you developed to where you are today. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So broadly speaking, district delivers virtual uh, virtual activity challenges across the across both the corporate and, and charity spaces primarily. Um, but we we first started, as I say, in the in the events industry. That's where that's where my background was. That's where um, our business partner's background um, was. And at the time, um, we were always looking for new IP, new ideas um, in the in the space. Um, and at the time, we saw what was happening with with the craze around Pokemon Go. That was actually mm-hmm. the inspiration for the for the company. Um, and. And just for anyone who may not remember or hasn't seen it, somehow missed it, it was, I mean, how many months that people were running around with their apps open, yeah. searching for Pokemons, anywhere it may be. I mean, I happened to be at the Dead Sea in Israel with someone who was searching for Pokemons there. And that was one of the funniest experiences I've ever had. So it was a wild craze and definitely one to hop on. Yeah. And people from you know little kids to, to grandparents who were going around with their, their apps trying to find these together or separately um, yeah yeah exactly exactly and uh we saw the craze around that we're like okay how could we apply this to the to the fitness space um and at the same time we were having lots of discussions with, with partners and sponsors who loved events but they wanted a way to engage with a more digital savvy audience and also a way to engage with people over a longer period of time events are great but you've got that you've got that sort of one day period where you're really driving high engagement. How do you interact with those people outside of that? Um, and this so is, you said in 2017, the, correct? Sorry. So we're talking pre-COVID days where pre-COVID. this interest was already, you know, sparking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, very much, very much pre-COVID. And uh, so, yeah, we came up with this idea of, of district, which was basically a, a digital treasure hunt or say a fitness version of Pokemon Go. Um, the idea being you you received a map of your city and you had a set period of time to um, to basically go around and collect as many checkpoints around your, your city as you could. Um, at these checkpoints, there were various challenges to complete, whether that was a fitness-based challenge or a, um, or a 
the multiple choice quiz question, but the idea was that it was a, a digital scav scavenger hunt um, around your around your city. Um, and as I say, we built this out as an event event experience to start with. So you bought the ticket. Yeah, we've had a big festival area built out. We had lots of mental reality and virtual reality experiences for people to go and take part in. Um, and you had a say a time limit to see who could go around the the city, get the most points in that time, and get back to the get back to the base. And when you were when it was this first original version of district, who was it that you were working with? Was it the cities themselves who were hosting these events, or was it companies within cities getting all their employees involved? Yeah, it was a whole mixture. Really. It was primarily corporate um, corporate sponsorship. Um, so we worked with um, a number of insurance companies. Um, and we, we had a partnership with um, with Mastercard in Singapore. We did a lot of work with with Adidas, so health and fitness brands. Um, Primarily, a bit of a mixture between companies getting um, getting their employees and a direct B two C B two C approach as well. So we were actively selling selling public tickets as well. Um, but it was really lended itself really well to to team building. Um, obviously, that type of experience, if you can go around and do it with your with your friend, friends in, in groups, it really adds to the um, adds to the whole experience. Um, so yeah, a whole a whole variety. And obviously, that was your starting point. You've adapted since yeah. then. COVID probably played um, a hand in that. The changing technology probably played a hand in it. Yeah. So how did this development come about, and how have you developed over these years? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, say so that's where we that's where we started things. Um, and our, our business model was primarily driving revenue through through events. Um, so we piloted those events over in over in Asia, in Hong Kong, Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, um, and very you know very successfully we had we had thousands and thousands of people um, at those at those events. Um, but the the big bit of feedback from those events was people really enjoyed that gamified running experience, but wanted to actually do it on a more regular basis. So rather than just going out for their normal five k, ten k run, they actually wanted to be able to do this more exploration experience in their day to day fitness routine. Um, so we really evolved the product to be not only usable for events, but also for people to be able to to have this this gamified experience on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, at that point, we started working with a lot more brands um, outside of outside of events for things like product launches. We did a lot of work with, with Adidas um, around that type of experience. Um, and that was very much our business model really um, until COVID hit was primarily events and, um, and brand partnerships. And then everything um, changed for everyone. And everything changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. COVID obviously hit and events, yeah, events pretty much stopped over overnight. Um, and we were probably more at the the fun end of, um, of brands marketing budgets. Um, so yeah, budgets got squeezed. People had to be very, very cautious. So, um, so yeah, we had to, to, to coin a phrase pivot pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and look for other ways we could we could drive drive revenue. What were those um, ways you mentioned going more to the direct to the consumer? You've gotten feedback that people want to do this in their daily basis. When it comes to COVID nineteen and all the gyms are shutting down, this is a great way to get outside, explore your city in a way that you may not have before. Yeah. When things are closed, you don't really have a target that you're running to. Were you able to take advantage of all of this? Uh, yes and yes and no, I would say um, yes in. The fact that um, we engage with huge amounts of, of, of people since 
since COVID, but knowing that in the fact that we were primarily hosting mm-hmm. events for other other brands and corporations rather than directly under under our brand. Initially, the business was built around trying to to grow the brand of of, of district as a B two C platform. Um, but we, as I say, um, we got talking to lots of we had lots of connections in the in the mass P space, in the charity space, in the corporate space. People who would typically do events, but all of a sudden couldn't do them. So we got a lot of people coming to us saying, okay, can we use your platform to host to host a, a virtual run, a, a charity fundraiser, a corporate wellness um, event. And and so we started we started hosting these events on our on our platform. Um, and that then basically evolved the more the more we, we got involved in that business, that basically evolved to us building out larger, larger clients, their own their own applications and their own their own technology platforms. So fast forward, um, end of 2022, beginning of 2023, yeah. you have several offerings, obviously, from this process that you've done since 2017 that yeah. helped you build these, as you mentioned, apps for bigger corporations, more B2C and direct-to-consumer products. What are the offerings that you have nowadays? Yeah, no, for sure. So primarily now we have a, a white label, a modular white label platform. So working across, I'd say, three three key areas um one mm-hmm. is the corporate wellness space providing a um a, an engaging virtual experience for large corporations to be able to provide fitness challenges for their for their employees um the second is a is in the charity space where we're working with a, lot, a number of large charity companies to to run virtual fundraising challenges things like step challenges um, distance-based cycling events or mm-hmm. whatever that whatever that may be. Um, and then we're also doing a number of um, projects in the, in, in the brand space and, and the virtual running space as well. So we just, we just wrapped up a, um, a project with Red Bull, for example, which was very much a, a tailored virtual um, experience, or sorry, a fairly bespoke virtual, virtual experience that they did in, in Hong Kong. So yet yeah, far more, I guess, our, our business nowadays is focused on using our technology that we've built um, and actually providing a white label solution for for other clients to come in and use that technology to run their own their own events and their own challenges. What is this technology? Can you explain a little bit more about what it is and what you mean by a virtual experience for users? Yeah, for sure. So I guess it falls into a few different buckets. The the core of the platform is based around a, an activity tracker. So think, for example, a, a white labeled version of of Strava, um, mm-hmm. and then what we're what we're trying to do is really build a community upon that. So you're able to go out and, and record a run, you're able to go out and record a, a bike ride. Um, but what we're what we're really trying to do is is build that community within that. So we've got things like there's an integrated feed, leaderboards, team chat rooms. Um, we bring in a lot of augmented reality into the experience as well. So being able to unlock what we call them surprise and surprise and delight moments. Um, so being able to unlock augmented reality badges, augmented reality filters, depending on how you progress and how you um, how you achieve and reach your reach your goals. Um, and another, I guess, another sort of key element, which is where it all, all began for us, is on our, our, our GPS checkpoint technology. As I say, this this idea of the the Pokemon Go scavenger hunt experience, which is uh, where it all began for us. So we're using that technology a lot with our with our clients to create quite different virtual experiences to to what you you'd normally see out there. 
So if you're a user and you're opening the app, what is it that you're seeing in front of you if you're talking about these virtual experiences and not the charities? I want to get to the charities in a bit, but you open the app and what is it that you see? Yeah, yeah. So for example, we've recently done a concluded a, um, a campaign called Beat a Mission over in, over in Germany and, and, and Switzerland. Uh, and this is basically a, um, a, corporate, a corporate challenge run over a month-long period. Different corporates, corporations are... Uh, um, pitting themselves against each other to collect collect points um, for their for their company um, and basically you have three way to three ways to um, to score points for your, your team every every kilometer you move within the app gets you points so you go out for a bike ride you get points you go out for a, um, a, a walk or a run you get points but you also have these things that we call we call run challenges so basically as a user I open the app and at various different locations around around cities near me, I have uh, basically a series of checkpoints that I have to go and collect. Uh, I have a time limit to go and to go and collect all those checkpoints, and the quicker I do it, the more the more points I get. Um, again, this kind of really plays into the the interactive experience of a of the virtual challenge. So what we're what we're not what we don't want people to do is just you know, connect up their their Garmin and. And then come back a month a month later. We want people to really actually be engaged in the actual fitness experience themselves. So these um, these checkpoints allow us to to do that. They allow us to drive people to specific locations. They allow us to to put specific messaging and content within that experience. So that might be audio cues. That might be that might be video clips. Um, say it could be. Uh, a scavenger hunt experience where you have to find a specific answer to a question near nearby your location uh, but basically driving messaging throughout that throughout that experience you've already mentioned several of the corporations that you've worked with and it seems as if they all come from very different worlds so how do these partnerships look and working with them how do the ideas come about do you come with suggestions for them and things you can do within the app? Do they come with questions for you, sort of like, hey, we want to do this. Is it possible? How does that work between the two yeah, sides? Yeah, yeah, no, great question. Um, to be honest, it's been it's been one of our, I guess, our challenges as we've as we've grown is actually from a almost from a sales perspective, you know, there's a there's a desire to to get these partnerships done, but at the same time, we have to balance that with with what makes sense strategically from a, a delivery perspective and a business perspective with, because it can be a, an endless list of um, technical requirements. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's a definite balancing, balancing act when it comes to that. Um, I mean, where, as you say, we've worked with, we've worked with part, partners from a variety of industries, from insurance companies to companies like Red Bull to, to charity organizations. Um, Sports and, companies. Yeah, yeah, sports companies, exactly, exactly. Um, and I'd say it kind of falls into two different buckets. One uh, is producing experiences or producing a, a platform for campaigns that companies already have running. Um, so that is probably more what we're doing in, in the charity space. Um, then you've got other um, other partners we have, like using the Red Bull example again, where we've actually developed that experience with them from the from the ground up. So you know, they've come to us and said, okay, we want to do something. We want to have a digital experience to engage our fans. Um, and we've actually developed that quite a bespoke tailored experience for them, for them from the ground, from the ground up. Um, so yeah, very much depends on the, on, on the client. Um, normally I'd say it's somewhere, somewhere in between. Um, 
And what are some of the more creative suggestions or requests that you've gotten or given? Because it seems as if you can do so many different things within these apps. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So one of the one of the the cool things we've done recently is the is the the takeover project that we've done with with Red Bull, um, and essentially that's a, a team versus team competition. Um, it was it's our our version of what we'd call capture capture the flag. Um, basically where you can you can join one of one of two teams the red blue or the red team or the blue team sorry um playing into their into their brand their brand colors obviously there um but and they they basically had one of their celebrity ambassadors who, um captaining each one each one of those teams um and essentially we built out a map of a map of hong kong with various various checkpoints and challenges around it um and it was a live experience whereby you had to, to join one of the, the the team's ambassadors, the red team or the blue team, and collect as many points for your team in a in a set period of time. Um, lots of strategy involved, lots of very fit ultra runners in Hong Kong um, involved. Um, but we really tried to build the brand in weave the brand into the experience. So we had some great AR content in that that experience. Um, we had hydration stations linked to linked to, to Red Bull AR cans. Lots of lots of really cool stuff with that with use, using audio and video um, through the experience. So as I say, what, lots of what we would call um, surprise and delight moments to to make that experience um, engaging. Definitely, I can understand as someone who's not much of a runner or a cyclist why that would get people to go outside and really explore their cities as part of their fitness. What cities have you operated in or do you offer the direct-to-consumer app for people who live in these cities and they want to use it? Yeah, yeah. So as I say, our, our business has started out of, out of Asia. So we've, we've done a lot of work around um, Malaysia, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, um, and that's been a big big focus for us in terms of um in terms of development um since since covid we started doing a lot more work over in um over in australia and, and europe we we provided a lot of experiences for um australian based companies so we did some work with for example the the melbourne marathon we provided a virtual experience for them over there we do a lot of work with um australian based charities as well um and then, and then over in Europe as well, we we do a lot of work with um, with with Infront um, and and work closely with the team in the in the UK and a number of charities in the UK as well. And um, so, yeah, all over. You've been mentioning charities, and you also had an event in September mm. with the Cerebral Palsy Alliance called September. Can you share a bit more about what it is that you're doing with charities such as this event, and how you're able to help these charities really fundraise and make a difference? Yeah, no, for sure. So this is a, you know, this is obviously work that we're really, really proud of. Um, and we, have, we feel like we're having a really meaningful impact on on charities' bottom line when it comes to, to fundraising. Um, so basically, using the the cerebral palsy example, um, they came to us. They have a huge, um, primarily based out of Australia. They have a, a huge annual fundraiser called September, where you have to walk ten thousand or move ten thousand steps a day for the month of, of September. Um, and they raised, I think, in um, 2021, they raised just under 20 million dollars through that through that campaign. Um, and they run it; it's running the US, France, and the Netherlands as well. So a huge, huge fundraiser. Um, and 
yeah, they came to us really wanting to try and enhance that experience. Um, so they saw some of the other work we've been doing in, in the charity space um, and they really wanted to build on the community elements. So things like team chat rooms, having um, having a, a user feed so people can can really feel like they're part of that community rather than doing these virtual experiences on their on their own. They go out and do their do their 5K run, do their 10,000 steps a day, um, and they feel like they're out there with 100,000 other Australians doing the doing the same thing. Um, so that was kind of the key the key element really. So um, we built out an integration with their with their fundraising platform um, and provided them with an app that really became a key a key driver for for them to be able to to record activity as or for their users to be able to record that activity through through September. Um, so fully integrated with, as I say, their their fundraising piece. So lots of opportunities to really push the fundraising messaging, be that through, through push notifications, in-app notifications, providing lots of content for for the community to actually share out to their their network. That's really what it's all about in the fundraising space. Being able, the more you can provide participants content to be able to share out on their social media channels, the more they're able to drive drive donations. So really integrating those opportunities from a, a technology perspective um, and say through things like augmented reality and, and other, other elements. Um, so, so yeah, we, uh, we just completed that event um, um, about a month or so ago. Um, and yeah, it drove, drove say millions of dollars around, around Australia. So it was a great, great um, project to be part of. And what offerings do you have for charities? Obviously you mentioned a lot that you can do with the app here. Yeah. Is there anything else you can either projects you've done in the past with some charities, projects that you're looking ahead to different things that charities can use or different ways they can use the app? I mean, really where we're, what we're talking to charities about is is increasing donations. That's what it's that's what it's all about for um, for us when it comes to our, our, our sort of charity project. Is what we're seeing is app users are raising twice as much money as non non app users. Um, so you know you've got a, a huge fan base of law supporters from from all of these from all of these charities, and um, and we're definitely not trying to replace physical events or in-person events when it comes to um, when it, it comes to these offerings actually what we're what we're working with the charities to do is be a be a complementary offering to that so uh, for example they might have a, a physical event or be training for you know, the London Marathon or whatever it may be and the app can be a great training tool for for them to be able to do that so engaging with their their user base and their donor base on a on a year-round basis um, having training programs, building this community, uh, providing content, as I say, for their for their network. Um, so they're not just there, and it's it's two way dialogue as well. See, I think what a lot of the what a lot of organisations and both both goes from a, a corporate perspective and a charity perspective is they put out a lot of content, um, but don't necessarily get that much back. So really, having a platform like this enables them to to have much more of a, a two way dialogue. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're what we're doing in, in that space. I think we've the the virtual fundraisers really came to prominence during COVID, um, but they they're a really powerful tool for the for the, the charities to to raise much needed funds. So um, we're yeah we're really working working hard with them to um, to increase increase that. 
And if we look at the bigger picture and overall district, obviously a lot has changed since your journey began in 2017. So when you're looking ahead, where is it that you see district going in terms of technology and the way that your technology is used? Yeah, great question. So, um, I mean, I think as a as a general um, general overview of the space, you know, technology technology is going nowhere, right? The 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 it's only becoming more and more intertwined with our day to day activities. Exactly, and that becomes even more relevant when it comes to health and fitness. You know, you see wearable wearable adoption is continuing to to go through the roof. Um, people are, are constantly on on. Strava always checking their, their garments or Apple watches. Um, so as a as a whole, um, you know, we see real really strong trends in in that industry. Um, I think what we're what we're seeing from a, a I'd say a virtual challenge perspective is obviously physical events are, have made a, a great return um, this year, which has been which has been fantastic. So it's for us, it's all about innovating on our, our platform to make sure that we're we're a complement um to, to physical events and rather than a um rather than a competition really um so i think the you look at for example the london marathon um i think they sold out um a twenty thousand person virtual virtual event alongside their physical physical event this year um so for these for these types of events the virtual opportunity opportunities huge um, wow it also enables them to say engage with their with their audience on a on a more long-term basis. Um, I think when it comes to the, the corporate space, remote working is obviously is obviously going going nowhere. It's really become normal for a lot of people, hybrid or, or remote working, um, which means that really big companies all around the globe are looking for interesting ways to engage with their with their workforce. Um, so so yeah, from our perspective, we think the the macro trends continue in this space it's it's about making it's about making it relevant it's about making the the technology interesting i think through things like augmented reality i think we've only scratched the surface of what's happening there you look at google and their and their their glasses for example um that's that sort of technology is getting getting better each day so i think there's more and more we can do in that space um but really for us primarily it's about community so as long as we we can keep bringing people together and this applies across everything that we're we're doing um making people feel that they're part of something bigger than just going out out the front door and running um running on their own um essentially provides that motivation to to do more to go a bit further um and and to really really engage more so so yeah it's we say macro wise we think it's the, the trends are, are going in the, in the right way and it's we're we're always looking for for new and um and innovative technology to keep really driving forward the product yeah building communities around sports physical activity and improved health I, I hope we see more of that in the future we've been seeing it over the past couple of years but we can't stress how important it is to keep going in this direction yeah no absolutely Absolutely, um, and yeah, lots of lots of exciting things. I think from our from us as a business as well. You know, we've we've had loads. Of it. It's about how we can look to use the technology in other interesting ways as well. So, you know, over the last week, for example, I've had conversations around um, educational um, applications. So, you know, how we can use the technology in in schools, um, 
healthcare. So you know, how that can how that technology can be used to gamify patient recovery, um, tourism. Um, you know how we can discover discover cities, say with with the tech, and and also in the Web three space as well. You know, bringing um, bringing the the virtual and physical um, worlds together to um, to use in, in the metaverse and, and things like that. So yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff going on. Yeah, bringing two worlds together to create a new one. So Chris, uh, we'll pay attention to see what district comes up with next and when you're able to implement this technology and continue helping others and creating a more healthy world out there. It's been a pleasure having you on. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us on The Mix Zone. Thanks, Mark. It's been, uh, yeah, been great to chat. That wraps up this episode of The Mix Zone by Infront Lab. I'm Marav Severe. You can find me and the lab on LinkedIn. Don't hesitate to reach out and chat with our team about sports tech solutions or just last night's game. Enjoyed the episode? Let us know your thoughts on the podcast. And don't forget to rate us. We'll see you next time.